doing tonight hope everyone is well this is nervous child collection i am your host jordan and we are doing the usual we're doing um an album <laughs> that i enjoy uh i guess i'll just get right into it i'm planning on playing five songs today maybe i'll do six depending on the time but we are going to be talking about take the sadness at a saturday night by bleachers very excited to do this album. Uh, I've been a Bleachers fan for a really long time. Um, I saw them last year. Actually, I think it was like the day that I wrote my um, notes for this. It was like a year ago that day, which I think is pretty cute. Um, but yeah, I'm a really big Bleachers fan and I actually get to see them in action again this Saturday at All Things Go, which is very exciting if you ask me. Um, but yeah, let's just get right into it. I think this is a pretty exciting album and I think it's definitely like one of the better albums I'm doing you know I think a lot of my audience that I know of will enjoy this one more than others so we're just going to get right into it um starting off with personal info so an old friend of mine from high school introduced me to bleachers when I was like a sophomore I think um but I became a fan of them like junior year maybe uh and I grew to be a big fan um you know, more than just the fan that I was after they released the singles for this album, which were released in, I think it was, uh, I have it somewhere. The first singles were released on November 16th, 2020. Um, and that was almost like a year before the actual album release. But when those singles came out, that's when I like really fell in love with all the stuff. And just like ever since I was introduced to Bleachers, I listened to their stuff, but this album was kind of like when I really fell in love with the band and really was like, I appreciate this music so much. Um, and along with just like loving the band, I love Jack Antonoff. And if you don't know already, Bleachers is a band with the head man being Jack Antonoff. And I mention him in practically every single episode because it seems to me that almost every single episode I do, I do an album that's like produced by Jack or like written by Jack or whatever. But you you've got you guys have heard the voice i've talked to him a billion times so now you're gonna listen to him and he's beyond talented he as much as i love the band i love him a lot more because i appreciate everything he does because he's just such a well-rounded person artist producer whatever i see him in a lot of things that i listen to so a lot of this like love for the album comes from just like me loving the person behind it especially because i've listened to so many like videos about like what went down when making the album and just like all this stuff it's just really really great stuff and obviously I saw the tour for this album so it just resonates really well with me uh so yeah I saw them last year September 24th 2021 and it's one of if not the best shows I've ever been to he is just an unreal performer he has such a genuine energy and has more passion than any other artist I've seen like, a week before I saw Bleachers, I saw The Front Bottoms, and The Front Bottoms are my favorite band of all time. Like, can't say enough about them. But, like, when Brian Sella was on stage, he wasn't talking to us. He was just kind of performing. He would say a few things here or there. But Jack was fully engaged with us, which is what I really loved about it. I love when artists are trying to connect with their fans when they're performing, and Jack is, like, a really big, like, person for live music. So he was making sure that, like, the fans were getting what they deserved at, for being at his concert. Um, yeah, but Jack Bleachers, love them infinitely. Jack's talent is just beyond anything I could ever dream of having. I think he's, I, I, I'm saying this as a statement, but I think it's a fact, but I think Jack Antonoff is probably the most talented person in the music industry, especially right now. Uh, he will go down, like, as one of the best remembered artists of all time, in my opinion, even though he's not popular like that in the grand scheme, but he will be remembered like that. He is the Brian Eno of this generation, and that's just a fact. Um, but getting into the album and the artist, so Jack Antonoff is the lead singer. He um, is from New Jersey. He's from Bergenfield, and that's where the band is from, too. Um, I'm going to kind of switch between saying like them and him because I'm just like... 
um so much of this i'm talking about jack but it's also like them as in the band so just like no need to i i know what i'm talking about when i'm switching switching the pronouns on them but um yeah so jack's from new jersey and that's another reason why i kind of fell in love with him and especially this album which you'll kind of get this new jersey new york vibe from it which is really exciting for me um but him being from new jersey and i'm pretty sure actually that jack antonoff went to the same high school or at least lived in the same town or grew up in the same town as the front bottoms so matt olwich and brian sella which makes it even more special i can't say enough about that but he's like 40 minutes north of me um so he's he's a ways away but still very close to home if you ask me um and jack uh one thing about him you know i've talked about him producing and writing and like whatever being a part of so many albums you know he's working with so many people but before bleachers which bleachers has been active since 2013 before that he had his own um like band or maybe it was just like he was under a different name because i don't know if it was a full band but uh, i think it was called steel train and he has a good album under there but it like never caught fame you know it wasn't really that's significant but he has some some good songs under that name and then before that or maybe it was like in the opposite order whatever he was actually in the band fun and you guys probably all know fun um you know some nights um we are young those songs he was actually in that band which is a very interesting fact that many people do not know so jack has kind of you know been across the entire map even if you don't think you know him you have some sort of relationship to his music and his influence in my opinion um but yeah um bleachers is signed to rca records uh which is a division of sony music entertainment active since 2013 they have three studio albums and this is the third one take the sadness out of saturday night and this was released on july 30th 2021 so just over a year ago um the album is 10 songs long and it runs at just about 34 minutes so it's kind of a short one which makes it a really pleasant listen in my opinion um, his prior two albums were completely different, in my opinion. Um, it just took a complete turn from his previous work, which now he's kind of, in this album, he's kind of exploring a more, like, jazzy, um, alternative rock sound, really embracing kind of, like, what he listened to as a kid, while in his previous two albums, they were very pop-based, and they were just, like, full-on indie pop. That's exactly what I would define that genre of music he was doing as, um, most people know like some songs by Bleachers that are really popular would be like Roller Coaster, and most people know that song, and that's a very fast-paced, upbeat song. But it's very poppy, and it's not that this album doesn't have fast-paced songs, but they just don't have the pop appeal that he did back in, you know, his previous work. And the titles of his um previous albums was his first debut album was a uh, Strange Desire, and he made a compilation album with that like later and i think it's called terrible thrills volume one and that's in that project he took all the same songs but he remixed them with female voices to kind of like give a new feel to the song so he includes artists like carly ray jepson uh sarah barles if i am pronouncing that correctly um grimes i'm pretty sure so he he's really doing a lot and then his second studio album was called gone now um Gone Now is a really great album, in my opinion. I, I kind of went through phases of which one was my favorite, but I think at the end of the day, even if I'm like, oh, sometimes I like listening to this one more, I think Take the Sadness Out of Saturday Night is like his best work by a mile. And I think most people say that too, just because it's so much more sophisticated, personal, emotional. It's just, it's a very well-rounded project, in my opinion. Um, What else? The first singles for this album were released November 16, 2020, and those singles would be Chinatown featuring Bruce Springsteen, and then 45. And then on May 18th, he released the third, and I think the third was uh, Stop Making This Hurt. I, I didn't I didn't take no. I don't really remember, honestly. Um, and then the album was released July 30th, 2021. And like I said, it took a really big turn from his previous work. Um... He included more synths. He made it like an 80s rock vibe with very raw instrumentation, which I have noticed in his production over the past years. He's a really big fan of having this very raw idea. Um, a lot of wind instruments and it's just an older feel, which I think most of my audience today and just like most people will really enjoy. 
So with that being said, I hope I hyped it up for you guys enough. Um, we're going to get into it. Once again, I said I'm going to play five songs, but I might end up playing six because none of the songs are incredibly long. And I don't have too much to say about each song. You know, only one of them I have like a load of information to talk about. But I'm just going to see how I feel. I don't know which one I want to play yet, so I'm going to have to play it by ear. But we are going to start off with the opening track, which is called 91 like 1991 type of thing um I wasn't like when I first had the idea for doing this um album I was like I'm not gonna play 91 and then I was listening I was like I have to play 91 so yeah 91 that's what we're gonna start off with that's the opening track and I hope you guys enjoy It's 91, the war is on, I watch in black, white, and green. My mother dances around like there ain't no rip in the scene. While she waltzes with ghosts, I can feel what went wrong. Yeah, she's here, but she's not just like her, I'm not home. Just like her, I'm not home. Just like her, I'm not home. change new war on so i rip floorboards from our place black out all our windows then i kick them from their frames how you could dance with anyone tattoo yourself a fucking sleeve and you're here but you're not just like you i can't leave just like you i can't leave just like you i can't leave and i'm here but i'm She could have anyone, but she's asking after your dreams. Yeah, I know what I'm not, but looking at you, I can't leave. Just like you, I can't leave. Just like you, I can't leave. Oh, I know what I'm not, just like you, I can't leave. Ninety-one, and you can tell it's kind of like a different vibe. Um, he takes a lot of classical sound, wind instruments, string instru- instruments, and I feel like that song is really the overture of the album. You know, obviously it's the first song, but it just it feels like an overture to me. Um, I feel like it encapsulates the album entirely. But that track is kind of like a reminiscing on his family type of song. Uh, it's hinting to his 1991 Jersey home where his mother waltzes with ghosts, as he says. And he's talking about his mom and this nostalgia around her and definitely paves the way for the album in this song, like I said. I honestly, I probably should have looked into this. I don't know what his like relationship or like status, I guess you could say, if his mother is. I'm going to be honest. I think his mother has passed away, which is like what the um reminiscing part of it is because... Um, Jack is very, no, his mother is not dead. I'm looking this up right now. Um, but it's, 
it's a song really like about his um his parents. I'm I'm looking it up right now. Um She is well and living. I'm sorry for scaring you guys. That's what I thought when I listened to the song, okay? I thought she was dead because of the way he sung about her. Anyways, um I'm so embarrassed after saying that. Um no, but that's a beautiful song and like I I just can't like emphasize enough that I think that that's just like such a paveway, paveway, pavement for the album. It just holds it entirely. Um, you know, I said that I was kind of like considering not playing it, but I think it's kind of one of those tracks that's like it's a first track of the album, but you need it. You need it to understand the rest. But that's really all I have to say about that one, you know. There's not always much you have to say about an opening track, so that's all I got. But the second track is going to be one of my most favorite songs of all time. One of the most special songs of all time to me, and that is Chinatown featuring the boss, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. All right. Hope you guys enjoy this one. Chinatown track two.
Fact or fiction? That is the best song of all time. Fact. Fact. I almost cried when I was listening to this just now because when I think of like a song that I think is so well-rounded, so well done, so perfect, it's like this is the epitome of that. I love how when you're getting through the second chorus, instead of Jack like finishing the chorus, Bruce like slides in and then he finishes the rest of it. Amazing. At the part when they say together like, um, but I want to find tomorrow and like the sound goes out and then Jack comes in and he's like, I want to run. I want to run. I have a video of that live and it was the most spectacular part of the show it it blew my mind I'm gonna cry thinking about it there's something about that song that's so special and I I I I could say a million different reasons why but one of the best songs I've ever heard in my entire life and I love the part when they're also or when Jack says in the second verse at the very beginning um and let me take the sadness out of Saturday night um beautiful but Chinatown featuring the boss um Oh, most of my information is from a website called the uh, Appalachian, but Chinatown I got from NPR. This is a song about new love, and it's a coming-of-age feel, and it's it's this whole idea of, like, he doesn't want his girl to be sad. He doesn't want her to feel pain, and he wants to take that from her. He's um, saying... Um, Oh my god, why am I forgetting the chorus right now? Um, Black tears on your cheek, I want them in my bed, I'll take you out of the city, right into the shadows. It's this whole idea of bridging the gap between New Jersey and New York, because like Jack, Bruce is obviously a Jersey native, that's his whole thing. Um, and it's kind of bridging the gap and finding home and just love, whatever. Um, and it's, there's so much to say. Um Springsteen for this song especially Jack adored Springsteen growing up like that was his favorite artist and having Bruce on a song with him was like the fulfillment of his dreams he always talks about it um it's it's just like imagine your childhood like your favorite artist as a child like agreeing to do a song with you and it's a song as good as this one like it was justice was done and that kind of just like this fulfillment of Jack's dreams that ties into this nostalgic idea and reminiscent theme. Like Jack is living through his like hopes and dreams in this song as his favorite person in the entire world is singing it with him. And it's, you know, like I said, two New Jersey natives and it's singing about going to the city, being so close to the greatest place in the world and just bridging that gap between him and the world beyond him. Um, you know, it's it's both going home and then going to a place that's beyond what you could have imagined. And there's also this big car theme for anyone who's seen the music video or just like done any research on the song. This song feels like it was recorded and sung in a car in a car, and that's because Jack literally like made parts of the song in a car to get that like raggedy feel in it. He like he talks about that and um I think he does a uh, like a unwrapped video with genius where he talks about like breaking down the song and part of it he's like i recorded some of this in a car i got my ideas in a car i was driving around driving through my old neighborhoods and i was just the song came to me um and that's also kind of what the music vid video embodies you know he's like in the car a lot of it's just like driving around in this like old 80s car um and there's just a huge new jersey sound in this song and that's you know what jack and bruce are made of they they put their literal home and their heart into this song and it sounds beautiful um i i can't say enough i'm sure every single person who heard that thinks the same that was the best thing they've ever heard but yeah um super emotional wow i, I genuinely almost cried listening to that but we're gonna have to move on sadly i could i could talk about that song for an entire episode but we're going to move on right on to track three, and this is called How Dare You Want More. I think this is the most energetic, most amazing, like, energy-filled song on the album. And I think it's one of his best live songs because when I saw it live, I flipped out. I flipped out. It was one of the best things I've ever seen. But How Dare You Want More, track three. I hope you guys enjoy.
that was How Dare You Want More. Genuinely, like, you guys heard it. The energy on that track is beyond. It's amazing. Um, I love how, like, the entire, like, latter half of this song is just, like, full instrumentation. It starts off with that really clean electric guitar, that riff, and then it just builds up into that huge, like, explosion of an orchestra. If you watch any live performances of this, um, or, like, um, there's, like, a, there's a video that was recently made, um, of Jack and his band members doing this song in, um, like, Electric Lady Studios, which is where it was recorded, obviously. He recorded a second album called Live at Electric Lady Lady Studios of this album. It's perfect. You'll listen to that after you listen to this. But, um... It's like the the energy that they do every single time they perform it live, especially it's like you heard the energy in that song and it's like amplified by 10. It's like, wow. Um, I remember when I saw this song live, I'm pretty sure this is how he ended the concert and they kept that ending going for like five minutes straight. They just kept playing and you have to give so much props to the two guys who do the saxophone. They are like, so, they might be more talented than Jack themselves. They were on that the entire time they are so talented if you see them live they're the best two men in the world i jack's band is amazing i have to say i don't know their names i don't really know the specifics but jack's band members especially the um saxophone the people the two people on saxophone amazing and that song embodies that um so how dare you want more is kind of like talking about humanity's constant desire for more than what they need more of everything too not just like materialistic physical things they just like need more and it's like do you deserve more is the question you know like how dare you want more when there's so much already in front of you and it's just a high energy enthusiastic and bouncing off the walls energy and like i said one of his best songs performed live the energy was impeccable impeccable i i i wow this song, this album has a lot of slower stuff, which like you'll hear it, but that song, like, it it carries through that. You know, you can't even like say that this album's like slower, low energy when you have to listen to that when you listen to the album. Like, oh my god, it's amazing. But um, we're gonna skip a few tracks. Uh, I was kind of, I'm gonna play one that I wasn't planning to play. I'm kind of deciding as we speak right now. We're going to skip track number four, which is called Big Life. That's a pretty song, but it's not the one that I want to play. I think I'm going to play track number five, which is called Secret Life featuring Lana Del Rey, who we actually featured last week. I was originally thinking about doing this one, and then I, like, scratched it, like, last minute, honestly. But now that I'm here and I have time, I'm going to play it for you guys, because why not? Um, Yeah, I don't have anything to say about it, but I'll, you know, I'll do my my best afterwards. But track number... Track number five, it's called Secret Life, featuring Lana Del Rey. Hope you guys enjoy. One, two, three, four. Secret life Where you and I Can get blood out of our minds 
It's like a secret love. What I remember from when I read, it was kind of just Jack saying, like, I want to be with my girl and I just want to, like, spend all day inside with her. I just want to be next to her all day, just living in our own world. It's just kind of like this idea of, like, living a secret life with someone that you love because you don't want a single outside distraction, disturbance, whatever. Just being so wholeheartedly in love that nothing else should get in the way, which is quite adorable um jack is dating someone possibly engaged i don't remember her name maybe this song's about her i don't know but lana del rey is like a nice little like addition to this song obviously she doesn't have much of a role she's kind of just like backing vocals but jack and lana work very very close in touch uh i talked about yesterday he produced nfr they are always together. Like they like post like Instagram stories together. It's so adorable. But um, having her on this album, let alone this track, is just like really a cute touch, in my opinion. Um, that song is pretty beautiful. I think it's one of the slower songs in the album that kind of makes your heart wrench a little bit in a great way. But yeah, yeah. My last few songs are a little bit on like not the slower side, but on the sadder side, definitely. So we're just going to go into those. I'm sorry I didn't have anything prepared for Secret Life, but I hope you guys enjoyed that one regardless. Um, beautiful track. But we're going to skip track number six, which is called Stop Making This Hurt. That's one of the more upbeat tracks in, I think, that was the uh, third single, as I said. It's the second most played song on the album behind Chinatown. Um, but... Stop Making This Hurt is a really exciting track. I love that track, but not playing it today. Sorry, guys. Moving straight to track number seven, though, Don't Go Dark, which I really fell for this song after I saw it live and after the um, live at Electric Lady Studios, um, Electric Lady Studios, like, album came out, which was, that one only came out in, like, the fall of last year. It came out a couple months after the album's, like, initial release. But after those two events, I was, like, this song stands out so much um it's a little bit sad if you listen to the lyrics but it's not slow so you just have to kind of like listen if you want to be sad i guess i don't know but track number seven don't go dark
that was Don't Go Dark. One of the most beautiful tracks on the album. Uh, it keeps high energy while also being so personal and intimate, in my opinion. Um, Don't Go Dark was co-written by Lana, which is great, you know, seeing her work, you know, on his album the same way that he works on hers. It's great. Great relationship that they have. But it's kind of, the song's kind of saying, do what you want, just don't, do, just don't go dark on me, like he says in the chorus. And that's being said to a loved one. And it's kind of just like watching someone, the song's about watching someone go through depression and a dark point in life and basically writing a song about it and saying that um, you want to save someone, but not believing you have enough to save them. And just kind of saying like, you are going through something, but please don't shut me out because I'm trying as hard as I can to be this person for you, even though I don't have enough. And obviously that's like incredibly sad. And it's very true though, you know, it's it's hard, you know, people around you, loved one, family, lovers, friends, whatever it is, you see people go through things that are so like, incomparable to you if you're not going through them and having empathy is one thing but being able to save someone is another and a lot of the time you just don't have enough to save someone and that's kind of what this song is saying it's like I don't have enough to save you because realistically no one can save you but yourself because no matter how hard anyone tries like my my attempts won't be enough to save you and it's just saying like I don't have it all to save you, so please, if there's anything, leave a spot open for me in your life so that I can try my best. And that's quite beautiful and quite sad. Oh my God, talking about that is really sad. But one of my favorite songs, I just think it's so well done, and I think Jack really kills it on that one. But we're going to go into the last song that I'm going to play for you guys. Um, there's two tracks left in the album after this one. So three. I'm on track number eight out of ten. But this is one of my favorites. And it is the uh, one of the singles from the singles pack that was initially released with Chinatown. And this one's called 45. I I love this one. It's um, It's always kind of been one of my more favorited tracks. But once again, kind of when... I saw it live and I got to like really like engage myself with it was when I was like, this is really a special song to me. So I'm just going to get right into it. Talk about it afterwards. You know the drill. But track number eight, 45. Got the steps around the park. Consider drinking in the yard. Hang the words of a perfect stranger in the hallway. Cause all the blessings are somebody else's The flowers in my neighbor's pot I'm torn exactly into two pieces One who wants you and one who wants you
Just these haggings I can't shake The home curtain from the basement A little crying out for crying out say If I can learn to love your shadow When your shadow hits the light And there ain't no trace of what we've been through Then I'll shout it till the day was 45 i oh that song's so emotional i just want to cry when i hear all these songs um 45 follows the perspective of don't go dark so it really is like meant to be played together honestly and it's you know struggling with love but promising you're still on their side by the end of the song because you love them so much and you know going off of the don't go dark thing like you're watching someone go through something and it's hard but you're always going to be there you promise them that because that's what you you love that person so much um it's an emotional yet fast-paced ballad i just i just i think that song was done really well in the same way that i think chinatown was done real well with like and just like throughout the entire album i can't even single out two songs like the the way that i i I really love the way that jack does like backing vocals like like he he layers his voice a lot when he does these things and he gets like background voices whatever and not in like a mad lib type of way obviously but um or ad lib not mad lib um but the way that he does it is really spectacular um but this album is just it's amazing his production is so amazing he is so talented and i i'm just thinking about like some of the other artists i listen to and i don't even get this same like appeal i guess you could say or like satisfaction when listening to them because this is like this is freaking music i almost cursed right there because i was so so wow but it's it's real music and it's so not that other things aren't real music you know i don't have boundaries with that but this is so raw and it's so well done and it's so master masterfully created and thought out that i just i can't get enough of it but after 45 comes track 9, which is called Strange Behavior. That's a really slow song. Not my favorite, but I think it's still a good one. It works well with the album. And then the last song, number 10, is called What I... What would... What... <laughs> what I Do With All This Faith. Um, and that's a really slow song. Um, but it closes out the album well, in my opinion. It's, It's not like... You know, this album isn't like loud and pop and it's 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 got a certain tone to it as you guys heard but he he does it really well i have to say he does this album really well but that's really all i got to talk about with you guys today um take the sadness at a saturday night he he killed it with that one i'm so excited to see what jack does next if you guys like those albums i want to say I just go listen to his other stuff, even though it's going to be a completely different vibe. So if you're not into other types of music than what that was, don't. But if you liked his art and his voice and his style of music, just like as a whole, not genre wise, go check out his other stuff. I think he's a really great artist. Obviously, I just like gawked over him for an hour straight. But um, yeah, I have a few minutes left, so I'm just going to talk to you guys. Um plans for the for the upcoming the upcoming shows so i am going to this music festival called all things go this weekend and i will actually read out some of the artists that are performing to you guys because i think that is important um let me see uh let's see all things go 2022 let's see who i'm seeing this weekend i'm not going to see everyone obviously but i'll just read you guys the overall set list so, starting from, like, the bottom, some of, like, the smaller names, 
We have uh, Faye Webster. If you guys know her, she was added in place of Julian Baker. And I would have seen Julian Baker, but I don't know if I'll see Faye Webster, but it's okay. She's still a big, she's a fan favorite across indie girlies. You know that. Um, Goth Babe, I know a couple of his songs. My dear friend from home, Lauren, loves Goth Babe. I don't think she's listening right now, but if she were, she would be enjoying this, I think. Um, uh, Peach Pit, and I've already seen P Peach Pit, so I'm not, I don't know if I'm really going to stay at their set very long. Uh, Hippocampus, which is exciting. My one friend, aka my roommate, is a really big fan of them. King Princess, who I'm excited as all heck to see. Um, have been dying to see them, honestly, for like a year now. Uh, Lucy Dacus, who I am going to see, and there's a good chance that I am going to do a Lucy Dacus album next week or maybe the following week because I think her album home video is spectacular. And then, of course, the three headliners, Bleachers, who we just did, obviously. Mitski, who is a side girl favorite. Um, my one friend is, like, like the biggest Mitski fan I've ever met. It's, like, terrifying. But I don't know how long I'm going to spend at Mitski. And the reason for that is because the the biggest headliner is going to be Lord, Like, Ella Yelich O'Connor Lord from New Zealand. Um, melodrama Lord. And... If you guys know anything about me or listen to my melodrama episode, you know that I'm, like, one of the biggest Lord fans of all time. It has honestly been my dream to see her for years upon years now, and I finally get to do it in two days, which is so surreal. Holy crap. In two days, literally 48 hours from right now, I'm going to be, like, waiting for her to start. Oh, my gosh. Or maybe she'll already have started by now. I can't remember the times, but... I'm seeing Lord in two days, and I would do a Lord album, but considering the fact that I already have... I think I'm going to save that for maybe later, but I am, I'm so, 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 so excited. So expect, I would say expect Lucy Dacus. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to see, because I'm planning on doing an episode around one of the people that I see, you know, choose one of their albums and go off of there. Cause I'm sure I'm going to see one of these artists that I haven't seen before and just have like a huge hyperfixation for them after it. But if not, I don't know what I'll do. I really don't. Um, it's midterm season right now, and I'm kind of really stressed out, and I can't really think about anything because I had a really hard test yesterday, and I have a physics exam on Tuesday. So I will be figuring this out when the time comes, all right? It's going to come to me natural. I'm not going to think too much about it. But until then, listen to good some Oh, my gosh. Listen to some good music. Hit me up if you want anything. I don't know. But enjoy your time. Have a great weekend. I'm going to have the best weekend ever. And yeah, study hard. All right. This is WC Digital College Park Radio. My name is Jordan. This is Nervous Child Collection. And I hope you guys have a good night.
Dress it up and make it real for me. <laughs> Whatever that fucking man. Dirty soda and stuff, spend a day to get my mind blown. Dress it up and go to Nassau. 200 miles on the dash. Got a roll of pound up a gas. Switch your lanes in the Grand Rapids. We're the one that kept it cool with all these niggas till these niggas start acting. Shoot a nigga like a film in a movie, nigga. Go, yo, the math. We ballin' like the Marsh Madness. All these cops shoot a nigga tragic. I'm the one that livin' lavish. Like I'm playin' for the Mavericks. I don't want it for the bitch that might have made me fuck her even though she average. Dirty money in the cook. 45 by my good. My young nigga in the cook. Take you out for some joints. Just count this money, no rush. I'm on the one way flushing. Loud packs, really must. These fucking police can't touch me. These bogus police can't touch me. These fucking niggas can't touch me. I got a pressure with the VBS. I drive the phone like it was a ship. Drive the phone like it was a ship. Lift it up and go to no set. Fuck a cougar like she hollered. Put your hands in dirty spray, legendary. Dirty something in the sky for. Spend a day to get my mind blown. Dress it up and go to Nassau. 200 miles on the dash. Got a roll of pound up a gas. Put your lanes in the Grand Rapids. We're the one that kept it cool with all these niggas till these niggas start acting. Shoot a nigga like a film in a movie, nigga. Gone, yo, the math. We ballin' like the Marsh Madness. All these cops shoot a nigga tragic. I'm the one that livin' lavish. Like I'm playin' for the Mavericks. I don't want it for the bitch that might have made me fuck her, even though she average. Fuck on the basic bitch. We gon' wake up and smoke on some blood and fuck. She gon' keep it so real with a nigga that I'ma come back and always gon' fuck with her. Been the curve and the spread like a motor bus. I was working and serving in Nautica. I get hot till I'm higher than 